Shortly after the taping of this show, our guest, Bill Fenn, was in a serious accident. I am happy to report that Bill has made great progress in his recovery. On behalf of ReachMD, I would like to send Bill and his family our best wishes for a speedy recovery. This is Partners in Practice, a weekly series dedicated to the evolving field of the advanced practice clinician. Here is your host physician assistant, Lisa DeAndre Linnell. At the 38th Annual Physician Assistant Conference, the AAPA House of Delegates voted on a number of important PA policy issues, many of which could significantly change the academy and the physician assistant profession. With me today is Dr. William Fenn, Speaker of the House of Delegates and immediate past Vice President of the American Academy of Physician Assistants. And he's here today to discuss the House of Delegates and to give us the highlights of the resolutions debated at this year's conference. Hi, Bill. Welcome to Partners in Practice. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me on again. Bill, let's start with the basics. What is the House of Delegates and what is its role in the physician assistant profession? Well, you asked that just the right way, too, Lisa. It is a role for the profession, not just the academy. The House of Delegates is the policymaking or legislative body for the entire PA profession. While it does set policies to direct what the AAPA does in terms of what legislative initiatives to pursue, it, in fact, also establishes the beliefs and philosophies for PAs throughout the country. If another agency, entity, organization, government wants to know what a PAs think about X, Y, or Z, they consult with the policies of the AAPA, and those policies are established by the House of Delegates. Help the listeners understand this process. Let's walk through how a resolution gets from a boots-to-the-ground PA to the House of Delegates. What's the process? Sure. Well, it's not that much different than what we see with the U.S. Congress, where a constituent, in the case of the U.S. Congress, any citizen, in the case of the House of Delegates, any member PA has an idea they want to be brought forth. They can't do that individually. They approach their representative, member of Congress on the side of Congress, and with the AAPA, it would be the delegates from their constituent organization, largely their state or specialty organization, each one of which is allocated seats within the House of Delegates, and it's those individuals acting on behalf of that chapter or organization that bring forth a resolution. So the easy answer to any PA who thinks that the AAPA ought to take a stand on X, Y, or Z is to have them talk with their constituent chapter and the delegates there and bring the idea forth that way. So each year, the House of Delegates meets to make decisions on behalf of the PA profession. And is the House of Delegates open to all PAs who would like to listen and or participate in this process? The House of Delegates uh, sessions are open to any member or conference attendee who would like to hear what's going on. But more than that, the reference committee meetings, which are a part of the House of Delegates, sort of where the meat of the action goes on, that's a time when any member of the academy can speak to an issue that's been brought forth. They don't have to be a delegate. Delegates vote when we come back together, but if the, put it, the boots on the ground PA wants to express an opinion on a pending resolution, they have that right within the reference committee at any time. Well, that's interesting because I've been a devoted fan of the House of Delegates, but I'll admit for the first seven years of my PA career, I didn't know what I was missing. And now when I sit in the gallery, I wonder why it's empty and where everyone is and why no one's speaking. Why do you think there's such little involvement from the PA community at large? I think uh, we are seeing a certain amount of general trend towards lack of professional involvement 
not just in our profession, but others as well. And it is somewhat troubling. I also know there's a persistent myth out there that somehow to be a participant or even just a spectator in the House of Delegates, you somehow need some type of special permission. That's never been true. That's just a myth. So we hear repeatedly from people, gee, I wish I could have seen that. Well, you can Let's get to some of the topics discussed at this year's House of Delegates meeting, and perhaps we can spark an interest in some of the listening PAs, and next year they can come and let their voice be heard. That would be great. It's always been my personal agenda to try to get more PAs involved to the extent that they can devote time to doing that, because this is our profession. It's not the profession of any group of leaders. It's all of ours, and all of ours have a say in where it should be going. Well, agree. So let's start. The HOD opened big this year with uh, Resolution A-1, a resolution that could dramatically change the way the AAPA Board of Directors and House of Delegates govern the Academy. Explain to the listeners what happened and what does all of this mean? We had a, a legal opinion this year that basically said our bylaws had not kept pace with changes in the law in the state of North Carolina which is where the AAPA is actually incorporated because of the historical roots of the profession and the academy having begun in that state. Many states have what's called a Model Nonprofit Corporation Act derived from a document from the American Bar Association. North Carolina law has some peculiarities, and it says that all powers of the corporation, all powers, have to be vested in the board of directors unless the articles of incorporation say otherwise. Our Articles of Incorporation didn't say otherwise. We had delegated some of those powers by bylaws, which in many states is permissible, not North Carolina. This put us at risk of any action taken by the board or the House being in sort of a legal limbo land. And this happened in a very short time frame before the House of Delegates meeting, unfortunately, so it looked a little bit chaotic. A1, as you mentioned, was the complete restatement of our bylaws designed to address some of those conflicts with North Carolina law. Many of the things that are changing semantically aren't actually that much of a change from how things have worked before. The wording may be different. One of the things that many people have commented on is the fact that the House becomes a recommending or advisory body. In truth, over the 40 years of the Academy, the House has always functioned that way. If the board had ever thought, you know, whatever the House just passed, we think that's a bad idea for the corporation. Legally, they would have had to say we can't implement that. I think we have 40 years of good track record to say they didn't do that very often. Some of the other things that were specific and included in there were the authority to establish dues, which is the clear prerogative under North Carolina law of the board, not the House. It's interesting to note that the House has never turned down a dues request So that also isn't much of a change. The gray area that sort of comes up that's not addressed in the law and caused quite a bit of discussion in Atlanta was the issue of setting policy and philosophy. That is something that can be delegated under the law to the House of Delegates, but it can't be done via the bylaws. So one of the attachments, so to speak, to restating the bylaws, transferring the right legal authority to the board, was the establishment of a work group that will look at amending the Articles of Incorporation to make it clear that the House will remain the policy-making body. That work group will work over the next year 
and make its recommendations to the board because the board, by law, is the only body that has authority over the Articles of Incorporation. So then the House of Delegates is making a recommendation to the board about how they can make recommendations? Well, the board committed to this. This was a joint process established that particular part of the uh, resolutions, which was A22, if memory serves, was actually submitted by the board, amended by the board with the advice of its legal counsel. So it is binding on everybody. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Dr. William Fenn, Speaker of the House of Delegates and immediate past Vice President of the American Academy of Physician Assistants. And we're discussing the AAPA House of Delegates, the highlights of the resolutions debated at this year's conference. So, Bill, it sounds like there's a lot more to come from that and also from our next topic, which is the NCCPA. There was a lot of talk about specialty exams. Maybe you could give us a good soundbite about that because there were three resolutions uh, regarding the NCCPA. Could you put them all together for us? Sure. And there were actually, depending on how you look at some of the philosophical ones, there were some other resolutions uh, relative to that as well. There were resolutions that called upon the AAPA to rescind its long-established position opposing specialty certification. That resolution failed, so that the AAPA policy remains that it is opposed to specialty certification and the use of specialty examinations that might reduce the profession's versatility and flexibility. That remains in policy. That change failed. Another policy brought forth for consideration relative to the NCCPA was that the AAPA should oppose any requirement that PAs must practice for a particular period of time in a given specialty practice as a precondition for specialty certification. That passed with a lot of heated debate and a lot of conjecture on the part of individuals that perhaps some of the testimony was not entirely factually based. That's not unusual in heated uh, issues. We see in a number of occasions where there is great passion on an issue and uh, no clear opinion across the majority that things get a little bit, well, passionate uh, on the floor from time to time. And there's a requirement that that be communicated directly to the NCCPA. So there was also a resolution to eliminate voting rights for PA students in the House of Delegates, and then another one to reduce the size of the House of Delegates. What happened there? Neither one of those uh, resolutions passed. There was some spirited debate there as well, but ultimately the House, in a fairly clear majority, said, no, we don't want to do either one of those changes. And term limits for the AAPA Board of Directors. This isn't the first time that's come up, but what was the outcome this time? The outcome was uh, the same as any other time that it's uh, been brought up. Uh, We don't think that's such a great idea, and the motion, uh, the resolution failed. There are no term limits for Board of Directors and House officers. And one thing I did not hear was a resolution regarding the PA name change from assistant to associate. Why was that not introduced at the House of Delegates this year? Well, I can't speak for why it wasn't introduced. We talked a little earlier about the process. The simple fact is that no constituency brought that resolution forth for consideration. There were a number of documents and conversations uh, online talking about that type of a concept. And one was a essentially an online petition that called on the House of Delegates to do something about this. And I can't remember the exact verb, But the House of Delegates doesn't, on its own, take something up. It requires one of its delegates, one of its member constituencies, to bring the matter up. Had that happened, the issue certainly would have been considered in the House. 
It's not a difficult process to do that, but the fact is no constituency brought forth anything related to that. So next year, what would you say to the PAs listening to the show who are interested in the House of Delegates and would like to get involved and learn more about policy that drives the future of the profession? How would you suggest they get involved? Well, my suggestion is always to start with your constituent-level organization because that's really what the AAPA is. It is a, a, an umbrella for all of the state and specialty organizations. So whether you choose to do that through your state your specialty. Some of the other caucus groups have roles as well, but in terms of the House of Delegates, it's essentially the states and specialty organizations. Go to them, ask about becoming an alternate delegate, ask how they can learn about that organization's policies towards delegations and voting at the AAPA level. Perhaps there's even an opportunity for them to be one of their chapter's representatives at the spring gathering that tries to train future leaders. What if they just want to go to the House of Delegates? Where do they get information about that? That will be posted as soon as the full schedule for the conference next year in Las Vegas is posted. The House of Delegates schedule is always integral to that, and everybody is welcome. And in Las Vegas, just geographically, the House of Delegates is a little bit more physically convenient to the CME sessions. Some cities like Atlanta, it's not our choice, it's just the way the layout is. They tend to be a little bit far apart, but in Las Vegas... It will be even easier for the individual who maybe wants to find out if they're interested to just stop into the House of Delegates and see what goes on. Well, that's fantastic because it was a long walk in Atlanta, and perhaps that will inspire the PAs in Las Vegas to come to the House of Delegates. And I know a few years ago, I had a friend, Grace, who walked me through the process while I was there. That was helpful. And there's many mentors out there that PAs can talk to to help them understand the process because there are future leaders. Absolutely, and mentorship is important. Certainly anybody that's interested can talk to any of the current House officers. Once you get to Las Vegas, there are actually individuals with mentor ribbons. And while I can't be everywhere all the time, I actually, as the immediate past holder of the role, have a little freedom this year. If any of your listeners are a little bit lost and really want to know more about this, they can contact me directly. Well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you for all you've done. You've been a great moderator for the House of Delegates, and uh, we appreciate it. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, It's a great example of how being involved can also be a lot of fun. You've been listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD XM160. You can download this program and any other program in our library at ReachMD.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening. As I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, Bill was recently in a serious accident. He is doing well in his recovery, and we wish him our best.